Welcome to Pod Academy. I'm Victor Ponsford. Michael Douglas recently revealed that his throat cancer was caused by HPV. This confession won him plaudits from academics who have long argued that men, as well as women, should be inoculated against the HPV virus. A few days later, and Michael Douglas's publicity agent has denied that this is what Douglas said, and that he was in fact making a general point about HPV causing throat cancer. This podcast talks to Dr. Anne Chorevsky, clinical senior lecturer at the Wolfson Institute, Queen Mary, University of London, who has been arguing since 2005 that both men and women should be immunized against the human papilloma virus. Up until now, HPV has most often been identified as a cause of cervical cancer. Indeed, it is the second most common cancer amongst women worldwide, according to the World Health Organization. However, this isn't a woman's only issue. As my interview with Dr. Sharevsky reveals, it is a societal problem. I began by asking Dr. Sharevsky how HPV spreads. HPV is basically spread by skin-to-skin contact and that's something that people often are confused about because people think you have to have penetrative sex to catch what is in effect a sexually transmitted infection. But unlike most other sexually transmitted infections, HPV is basically transmitted by skin-to-skin contact. So any skin contact can actually transmit it. What percentage of people have had HPV during their life? Well, it's been estimated that basically 80% of us will catch HPV at some point in in our lives. But for most people, it actually doesn't matter because just like a cold, you know, we're all going to get a cold. The vast majority of us are simply going to clear that viral infection with our own immune system and it goes away. You never even, well, in the case of HPV, you never even know you had it. And of course, in the case of a cold, you do. Um, It's only in about 10% of people who catch HPV that they don't actually get rid of it and it's from those 10% they can develop persistent HPV infection and it's from that little pool that you're going to get the people who are actually in danger of getting cancer. What are the types of HPV that could develop cancer? Basically there are about a hundred different kinds of HPV but only around 20 are of any interest in the genital area and are particularly of interest in cancer. Um, the most important types of HPV for almost all cancers, in fact for all cancers I think, are 16 and 18. Well given the high proportion of people who get HPV, um, that would make the people who don't get it the exception as it were. So it does, Absolutely. Yeah, so it does make sense to vaccinate. However, HPV is a disease that primarily affects women So why is it necessary to vaccinate men as well? Well, because basically HPV is a sexually transmitted infection, so it it doesn't just affect women. Men carry it. They just have fewer consequences from it than women. Because, of course, for women it causes cervical cancer, and that's, that's quite a major problem. But in men, it can also cause penile cancer, anal cancer, and, as we now know, uh, oropharyngeal cancer. So there are perfectly good reasons for vaccinating boys as well as women, as well as girls. 
I think it also sends out a very, very bad message to society if we basically say it's a sexually transmitted disease, but only women are actually you know, responsible for it, so we're only going to vaccinate women. It kind of sends out that whole thing about, well, if you're a nice woman, you're not going to catch it, and therefore you wouldn't need it. And this has been the problem, I think, as a result of this policy, that there are cultural and religious groups who say, well, of course, you know, our daughters will never, ever have sex with anybody other than their husband, and therefore they don't need to be vaccinated. But what this ignores is the fact that those husbands may not be absolutely faithful uh, to their wives and may have had a sexual experience even before they get married, even if they are completely faithful after they get married. Because the problem with HPV is that once you catch it, it can just sit there for years and years. And you may not know at all that you've got it. And so men can transmit it years after they've caught it without even knowing. And I suppose with what you said about how it can spread through skin to skin, then you don't necessarily, women don't necessarily have to have sex with someone to catch it. Exactly. So even a sort of, you know, a, a fumbling around, <laughs> as right. can often happen, um, you know, that can actually transmit HPV as well. Yeah, that's interesting. However, people have argued in the past that vaccinating men is an inefficient use of resources as we are all protected by herd immunity and that the money used could be better spent elsewhere. So herd immunity basically is, is the idea that if you can vaccinate as many people as possible, then those few remaining who haven't been vaccinated will still be protected because everybody around them has been vaccinated. And in the case of HPV, in Australia, they were able to show because the vaccine they used also protects against genital warts. So they were able to show that when they vaccinated women and they had high uptake of the vaccine, the incidence of genital warts in heterosexual men also reduced because, of course, the women weren't passing it back to the next partner. The problem with that is that it can't help homosexual men so men who have sex with men can't possibly benefit from any herd immunity that's obtained through vaccination of women and that's really unfair because men who have sex with men are actually at, at higher risk than average of things like anal cancer and of course genital warts as well and they cannot benefit from the vaccination of women and this has actually been raised as a social injustice issue uh, by some researchers who point out that you're now actually denying a treatment that has been shown to work to a minority group and this is in fact a social injustice and I would agree with that I think it's extremely unfair. Yeah and it's interesting that this element of social injustice which must also come through as you pointed out already that certain demographics don't allow their women to be immunized. Yes. And I think, I personally think, you see, if we'd said right from the beginning, everybody gets this vaccine, none of these issues would have come up. You know, how many parents have ever questioned why their son gets vaccinated against rubella? You know, every, every boy in the country, well, you know, most of them, get vaccinated with MMR. And they, nobody questions why their son has been vaccinated against rubella, which has no benefit to men whatsoever. It's purely of benefit to women. The only reason we vaccinate against rubella okay. is because if a woman gets it when she's pregnant, it can cause damage to the baby. That's interesting about rubella. Perhaps if the information was more widely known, then people would realise that this isn't setting a new precedent, that it's something that's been going on for years. But my next question was about the success rate. And I think you may have already mentioned it, but just to get it separately, what has the success rate been in reducing the number of gentle warts and HPV cancer-related cases since immunizations were introduced? 
what they've shown in Australia yeah. is that basically they've had almost complete um, reduction in genital warts in women in the co vaccinated cohort and they've actually had an 81% reduction in, in the sort of young men who've obviously been sexually involved with those women. So there's been a 92% reduction in women of the age vaccinated in genital warts and an 80% reduction in men. Now, obviously what started all this interest in HPV recently was Michael Douglas, who said that he got throat cancer from the HPV virus. Is there any way of detecting and treating the virus uh, in the throat before it becomes cancerous? I'm not an expert on throat cancer, but as far as I'm aware, I don't think there is a particularly good way of, of screening for throat cancer. The problem is it's extremely rare. And so, in actual fact, it wouldn't really even fulfill the criteria for a screening program, frankly, because it's too rare. So, and I think that's one of the problems that even Michael Douglas wasn't diagnosed for quite a while, from what I've read, uh, mm -hmm. because people just weren't thinking about it. Now, I, Michael Douglas is a really interesting case because I think he should be applauded for citing H, HPV as the reason behind him getting cancer. However, his publicist has just come out stating that Michael Douglas was in fact talking about cancer generally and not specifically his own. <laughs> but whatever the case, he said in the same interview that although oral sex caused his cancer, it was also the cure. Just to be clear, oral sex has no, cura no curative benefit, does it? No, I think that's just his wishful thinking, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Thanks very much. Great, bye.